0: It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson, presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Happy Monday, 402-464-5685. The... To- Sardo Heyman text line and the Honda Lincoln Hotline. You can follow on the Sarter Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, lots to go through and a lot going on. Uh, it is weird. I don't think I've ever been in a been at a at a place where people are disinterested in the national championship game. Or say they're disinterested in the championship game. And that's okay, you know. I'm not telling anybody what they should like or not like. Um, but I always look at this. This is like the highlight. This is the feature. This is the main event. And if you're disinterested, then you know, it, it must be a really tough, t- tough thing to do to put college football down if your team's not doing well. Um, you know, it's like me in Washington. When Washington's done. I'm still going to watch the playoffs. I'm going to be excited and. If it's, you know, Tampa and Kansas City again, I'm okay with that. That's like me being tired of Ollie Frazier. <laughs> well, they fought already. Yeah, well, let them fight again. <laughs> let them fight again. Let me see who the best is today. Um, but I understand, the folks, you know, how they feel about the SEC. I, I – had several conversations with Jay over the weekend about men's basketball and he was flustered and I was curious because I didn't have anger or venom about it. I just saw it as Rutgers had a night and or had a day and you just write it off. Um, We kind of know who this team is. Um, and, and, and unless you can change it, which is you know bringing back Trey or changing the starters, it's going to be what it was. Um, a lot of the discussion was whether this was a bad defensive team. And I had not originally thought of it as a bad defensive team. I just thought it was a less talented defensive team. And I wanted to be fair to that right? That everybody who shoots against them has a good day. Which can be that you're allowing them to shoot in space that they that they want to shoot in. Um, or they're making shots from, from shots uh, from from wherever they take them. We've seen some closeouts. I get a little frustrated with the run-by closeouts where instead of actually closing out the shooter, they run by and jump and kind of swipe and try to make that sort of play. But um, as a basketball coach, I don't like those plays. Never did because it puts you out of position. It puts you out of position. You can't you can't box out if you do a run by. Like you can't do it, and you can't take the defensive risk of trying to steal and get an easy bucket, and then miss and put your team at a at a deficit. I also don't quite understand what the offensive principle is. When you say that you're running a system, and then within that system, there is a stop ga- gadget to, to read and react. Like there's a, a way that the process is supposed to work. If somebody drives to the basket and it's cut off or defended, a jump stop is required. It's, it's part of the, 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 the actual mechanics of the offense. Nebraska doesn't do it. The read and react won't work if shots aren't made from three. It won't work. And the basic premise, we talked about it in the post game, Big Sky and I talked about it, that teams that face Nebraska don't have to defend the three, which makes them much more difficult to score. It makes it more difficult for Nebraska. Because if you're not defending the three, and Fred doesn't like the mid range game, then they're left to attack the basket at all costs. That's not what the offense is about. That's not how it's drawn up. That's not how it's supposed to work. And then they do a thing defensively where you can watch three of the five defend at a high level on the ball. Nebraska's not a bad on-the-ball defensive team where Nebraska struggles is off-ball because defenders in help often get distracted or lose focus. And there was a six-possession sequence where in each of those sequences, Nebraska misidentified who the help should be helping and who they shouldn't. I'm a little curious to ask some of the guys, I'll ask them this week, that if it felt like, uh, yeah, I'm getting several texts and tweets. Uh, The Huskers football program announces that Bill Bush is, in fact, the special teams coordinator. Bill's experience and track record as both an outstanding coach and recruiter speaks for itself. That from Scott Frost and the Nebraska football program. So one down. Let's get to the running backs. Uh, do you think and, – and, and what are they going to do with the defensive line? What, do we know yet? Is it official? What we know?
0: It's not official, but it's – I know what the, the assumption is. Yeah, it's is. assumed.
1: That's the assumption is that Dawson just goes to the line. Yeah. But then what do you do with the outside linebacker position?
0: it goes to Barrett Roode, who just takes all the linebackers so or since them? they or since the 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 assumption was since the outside linebackers are used as pseudo defensive ends that he still coaches them in a certain extent so
1: you didn't need an, an extra co- defensive coach last year
0: look look don't look man I'm just saying what I read I, I I'm don't shoot cute. the messenger I'm curious as you said. We don't make the news. We just yeah, report it. We don't make the news. We just
1: report it. Uh, from the text line, BJ in Wichita. Uh, and, again, you guys know the deal. Hit me with a what's up, DP or a what's up, Rico, so we can have a conversation. This was a poorly put together team. Need more Walker-type players. Also, Hoiberg teams as a whole have never been good defensively, so I'm not really surprised. Uh, I'm not sure what Walker-type players means.
0: Like, like hard-nosed? play hard
1: these these know. kids play hard yeah I
0: don't, I don't For the know the most what, part yeah I don't know what like
1: they they're, they're lapses they're they're certainly lapses
0: I understand. like I understand you know BJ's probably just a really big fan of Derek Walker and wants more Derek Walker's which I mean oh, I would well, you know
1: I wouldn't hate it well but remember we've 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 that has moved that line has moved yes. because when you know when Derek got here it was he's not big enough he's not talented enough he's not good enough he's not gonna score yada yada The reality is he can do those things if it's been put in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, From the text line. And again, guys, you know, hit me with a, you know, hit me with a what-up. It's simple. You can see the fake defensive hustle. I really love the fake fighting through the screen with zero hedge help. Okay. So this is where you get into X's and O's and you would say in the, in the, in the, in the, getting through the ed, uh, through, through through the hedge d- defense that in the entire off season was based on a premise that Nebraska wasn't going to be big inside so they had to help inside mm-hmm. so that hedge defense the deeper you pull somebody into deep water the more options the offense has so the deeper you run through that thing and 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 what's required at that hedge at that mesh is communication Mm-hmm. Some defenders on the on Nebraska team are really good at getting over the top and, and in getting, freeing up Derek to get back in, into space again. Others are not. But that's the case for every team. That's not exclusive to Nebraska. Um, I think uh, the dilemma is that several people are playing out of position and playing exclusive minutes in those in those spots. Anytime Casey is playing, is defending a wing, a bigger wing, he's at a, a four, five, or six-inch disadvantage.
0: Yeah, you don't want that.
1: Putting Derek, putting uh, Eduardo Andre in the paint and then asking him to get long at the hedge takes him away from from help defense, which is what's required. That's why so many shooters on the wing are there, because those wing def- help defenders have to slide back towards the paint. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff they got to work out. Um, so he just had more physical guys with muscles to have a chance in, in the big O. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's easy to do. That is a – one, that is a, a part of the four- and five-star recruiting process, mm-hmm. identifying that somebody has a different body type. But then also that having people in the program long enough to change their bodies into Big Ten-type bodies.
0: Because that is the Big Ten is a bunch of older teams with guys that have been in the programs for a while who have had chances to develop their bodies and get bigger and stronger and smarter on the basketball court mm-hmm. where Nebraska right now is sitting at a very young team uh, who hasn't had a chance to develop their bodies into this Big Ten league.
1: Yeah, it just it, it, and I said it, it's more the bodies this year are more more f- physical than they were previously, but still not to Big Ten level. Um, Scott says DP uh, Walker is a team player and knows his role in the offense. A few of the others, not so much. Yeah, I I, I do have some issue with with as I as I open the segment, but a part of this requires that mission one on any offensive possession is the rim. That's mission one. Mission two, option two is the open three if somebody's playing off of you, and that requires your ability to make said three in order for you to do that. So the more threes you take and make, the easier it is for you to get to rim because then defenders have to get out of that no-man's land and actually commit either to defending the, the, the rim or, or the three point, or the point three line.
0: point line. You can't just pack the paint,
1: right? You can't pack the paint, and then Hoiberg's decision and and his preference that his players not shoot the mid range game now makes it so that defensive teams only have to defend the rim and the three. And as I told said to Big Sky Saturday, if I'm given two things to defend or three things, I'm always going to choose the
0: two. It takes away a very large amount of real estate where yeah. you're, you're really not worried about anybody taking a shot in the mid range. Right. And That's the, why you see people jumping like like jumping to defend the threes, because they're not scared of somebody pump faking taking a step in and shooting the mid range. Yeah, yeah,
1: and you're smaller than. And there's no in between. There's within this system there is a, a, a decision line that sits just beyond that circle that sits underneath, Mm -hmm. that when you get to that space, so it's a full dash, it should be Verge on a full sprint to the rim, right? Mm -hmm. Until somebody stops him. And then whoever stops him, wherever pressure came from, you dish to that pressure. So if somebody came off Walker to stop Verge at the rim, it should be a simple distribution decision. But in order to do that, effectively, sometimes a jump stop is required. He doesn't excel at it. No. So that's a part of it. Derek, when they dish to Derek and then that additional wing defender drops down on Derek to dig to try to knock the ball away, option would be for Derek to kick that out to a shooter in the corner who's open and can get the shot off before closeout that'll go down. But since that shot isn't being made, teams don't have to make that additional defensive step. And that's been the problem that if you recruit to guys who can shoot when the when the lights aren't on, you assume that they can make those shots when the lights are on. That assumption has not played out. So all the things that you've built in this in this season, the things that you want to run at third, fourth, fifth, sixth option in this offense, it hits traffic and chaos because the shots aren't going down. Mm. So you know, this is what this is. Um let's see where were we were. Uh take take Walker away from his team, we don't have any one player who is big and strong And a Um well, you remember that that, that Brighton not there, Trey's not there.
0: Eduardo's big and strong, he just needs to learn more of the basics. Yeah,
1: he needs I mean, he needs to become efficient. He yeah. needs to become effective in his movement. Um, what up DP Enrico? Nebraska ball, no better than it was t- ten miles probably worse. However, I'll keep drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not asking anybody to drink Kool-Aid. I'm saying that it's not good enough. Six and ten is six and ten. Not great. Right? And yeah, you can go to well Trey's not playing. Breidenbach, who they were counting on and relying on, mm-hmm. isn't there. Um, the shooters haven't shot at an effective level that you thought they were going to. But the reality is they're not playing well enough in any phase to play bad in a phase. Like if this team did everything right, it's still a grind in the big 10. Yeah. But if you're not going to shoot, you're going to have to defend better and score better in short space. That's how this works. So yeah, they've, they've got some difficulty and that you've got to find, look, Ron Harper Jr. had a night. What Nebraska has to figure out is why these players keep having those nights against them. There's always one. Like, it's it's like somebody, you know, one night it's a big man. Next man it's a wing. Next night it's a point guard. It kind of goes through. It seems as if
0: they make adjustments to stop a certain position from going off against them after that happens. And then that leaves them susceptible to, like, they'll make a they'll make an adjustment for a guard not to go off. They'll, you know, send more help towards the point guards or the shooting guards, whatever. And then, you know, the big man will go off. And then they'll start sending more help to the big man the next game. And then a wing will go off. And then they start sending more help. And then it's just, it's like cyclical. And it's very strange where they're making adjustments, but their adjustments aren't, Considering, considering, like, keeping the adjustments that they already made.
1: Well, they make in-game adjustments. The problem is that the adjustments that they make is a change of focus and change of direction. I want to address this texture. Again, um, we know, folks, you guys know the rules. Like, if you want me to, to read your text, just say, hey, say what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be beneficial. But I'm going to address this one because uh, I'm a straightforward kind of dude. Uh, the the texture said that my opinion is based on on everyone else's who only watches. What inside info do you have? Have you been to practices? You don't know what they're trying to do uh, and not do, right? No, wrong. All of that's wrong. All of what you just typed in was wrong. Yes, I go to practices. Yes, I have insight. Yeah, I know the systems that they're running. I know what it's supposed to look like. Yes. So all of what you just said is wrong. Don't don't assume. You can ask, but no, you're wrong. Um. It, it, it's uh, – BJ asked, do you think this is a real – this is not a real coachable team? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I think we're going to find out pretty quickly whether it's coachable or not because you're not going to – you reach a point where you, you, you get tired of head, getting your head kicked in and you're either going to listen or you're going to, to, to loot. He did just call him out. So let's see if they if they're accepting coach. There are things that I know they've talked about in practice that don't make it to, to games, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure why. Like I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm, I'm I really, I if you know what the systems are, and then you have some expectation of what you expect to see. What they run in practice doesn't always show up in games. Certainly the shot selection and the shot making mm-hmm. don't make it to games.
0: I say there's there's a certain point, and I you know I was gonna say this when we were talking football, but it applies to basketball as well. And you, I know you didn't like it the last time I said it, but there's like a one percent point where all of the coaching you do, no matter what, you know it'll fall back onto the players and the players have to do something. Like it falls back onto the players and they have to make a play and they have to do something. And the coach can be just be left there scratching their head because they've done everything they can do, put the players in the right positions, given them the correct coaching. You know, they've told them what to do, what they need to do, what they need to look for and everything. And then it falls on the players to make the right decision. It's like Jay
1: says, sometimes the players just have to step up and make plays. I, I can tell you that there, there have been nights as a coach where, where, I put a player in the game with a specific command. This is what you need right? to this do. Right, this is what I need to do, and do you understand it? Yeah, when when this happens, then this, then that. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Put them in the game, and then it's, that situation comes up, and the player does something different. And then the next time I talk to that player, I'm like, okay, so what did you see? Well, I saw what you, what you what you saw. Okay, so then what were we supposed to do in that situation? Well, we were supposed to do this. So why didn't we do it? I don't know. I don't know. So then I learned that I can't trust that player in that situation, and I can't ask him to do that. But that usually takes another thing from my 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 utility belt. Mm-hmm. That oh goodness, I thought this was a, a, a lockup defender and he's not, or I thought this guy would go into the game and shoot jumpers and knock him down, and he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's pretty mind blowing if you if you've coached and in, in high repetition done a thing and seen the result from it. And then you get in a live game, and and then it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and, it and I doesn't. can
0: understand what where coaches when that happens, where you know you you lose trust in that situation in that player. But then at the same time, you're like, you know, I know they can do this. Let's let's try this again, and then maybe it works maybe it doesn't work and it's just like i don't i don't understand we've gone through everything we've done all the reps we've we've talked about it you've seen this i've seen this i know you can do this why isn't this translating
1: and 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 i get curious because it's nebraska Right, it's Nebraska basketball. So when I got here, everybody would tell me, "Well, it's Nebraska basketball. We we've never won a, a tournament game." Mm-hmm. So there's something, right? It's in the heads of the people who are involved. And then you go out, even in, at at its, at this program's worst, you go out and get a, the first five star in history. Now, mind you, you're playing the Big Ten. There are five stars all over the place.
0: Everywhere, everybody like, else has at least all four.
1: over the place. So you're you're down. You're you're playing up anyway. You're punching up anyway. So then you have to do things that aren't talent-based. They're production-based, right? We're going to take better shots than they take. We're going to take uh, quicker shots, shorter shots, uh, whatever that is. Hmm. Um, we're going to take away some of the athletic things that they can beat us on, right? So I'm not going to let them just run up and down the floor with uh, against us because – we can't run with them. Like we can't run with them. So I'm take slow some it more down, chances. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna slow it down. But at some point, if you're if you go and get a five star and then you go and get a bunch of four stars to go with it for the first time, at least that is progress. Now it doesn't show in the six and ten rec- record. Mm-hmm. I'll also say this, and this is where it gets strange for me. Um, when it comes to football, I'll, I'll speak quite frankly about the, the, the grown-ups, right? you got to figure out a way to get to your kids. Yeah. The same applies for basketball. The same applies for basketball. But as with football, I say this thing. These are the, 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 the sons and daughters of, 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 of the University of Nebraska. And there are people that talk about, well, I don't watch and I don't care. Okay, why? Is that is that the kind of thing that you, the message that you send to the, your sons and daughters, that you only support them and you only cheer for them, like you go to your kids' game, whether they are on a good team or not, mm-hmm. like don't be the don't be the the, the parents of the fan base. It only goes when the game when the team's doing well. Again, they don't really need you when they're doing well because everybody loves them, but. If you're a parent that shows up when your team's not very good, that's way more impressive to me. That that, that shows way more character and integrity to me. Like I have zero desire to beat up on the basketball players mm-hmm. because those are young people who are trying to represent the University of Nebraska. The coaches, look, the conversations that I have with Buzzy and Matt and those, guys, those conversations are well, what's going on? Like what are we? What are we? What are you guys doing to try to figure it out? Like that's real talk, and they carry it that way. Like they would much rather you talk about them than the players. Mm-hmm. I don't get the there are people who really don't like this basketball team, and I don't like. Is if it's because they've never been good, then you kind of set the tone that they're never going to be good because you don't support it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there were people who didn't support the women's program until they start winning, and now it's oh, well let's talk about it. That's a little weird to me. Like, if you're going to support it, support it. Like, the, the, these are the young people. I that's like you, the, you saying, "Well, I only go to L's game when they're when they're winning."
0: Well, she's only going to be winning.
1: So, well, <laughs> well there's that. She will right? There's she, that. There's she that. doesn't know the word lose. There's that. Yeah. There's that. No, I just try to understand what what goes on in the minds of, of 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 folks, right? That you know, I'm never one to to, to, to bash like I don't want to bash the young people. It should be about the grown ups. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it should be about the grown ups. But we'll have this conversation. And the conversation will get a little bit better because we just got a guest. Uh Ashley Scoggins, splashly, splashly. <laughs> Scoggins will join us from the women's basketball team, the 13-2 Huskers. We'll have a conversation. We'll go one-on-one here after the break.
0: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com.